Welcome to another edition of the Seed Talk Podcast. It's your host, Taylor and Sterling Mack. How you doing today, Sterling? Good, man. Good to be back. Good to be back on the pod here. You know, this is our, our October podcast here. And, you know, this is October's very own that's out there. You have some some mid-Drake dropping. I, I said it. I'm going to come out the gate saying you have some mid-Drake that's out there going out, playing. You'll hear it in the clubs. You'll hear it. In, in the strip clubs, because that's what he had some, some specific songs on there uh, talking talking about that. And then you got football in full swing. You got leaves falling down. Fall is it's coming in the air, but global warming is holding it back a little bit with 80s in most places. But it, it, it still feels good in this time frame because it is the best sports time in the world. You have hockey that's kicking off. You have football. You have playoff baseball and then lastly you have uh basketball kicking up as well so i mean you you, if you're a sports lover if you're a sports junkie uh you you can't go wrong in this short window that you get as we roll through october get into the the depths of fall and uh you gotta love in the weather changes you can wear some long sweatpants you can wear some sweatshirts you can be comfortable for all my brothers out there that that sweat, you ain't got to worry about dripping sweat and keeping that barbecue towel with you 24-7. It's a good time frame. What do you think? Yeah, it's the best time of year. To your point, all four major sports are about to play, and then obviously you add in the college perspective as well. I love this time, obviously, from playing baseball. Like This is when the stakes are the highest, the Braves obviously going into this postseason run, um, looking like the team to beat. I hate to say that, but that that's what it feels like. And then, yeah, basketball starting. There's so many storylines there, obviously, with Dame going to the Bucks and Drew um, uh, going to the Celtics and everything, you know, surrounding some of the other teams, Denver coming back. And then, yeah, football really starts to pick up at this time. I feel like the first couple of weeks, because of how we've de-emphasized mm-hmm. the preseason, you know, the first couple of weeks or you're trying to feel out what your team looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justin Fields put on the performance of his life last night when you thought maybe the Bears might tank, right? And and go in a different direction. So yeah, it's it's amazing. If you're uh if you're a sports fan, this is the best time of year. You know, you, you brought out one of the teams that is gonna hopefully make a strong run and that's the Braves. And obviously we, we talked about it before, but you know, they made the announcement back in the summer to become a publicly traded company um, by themselves as a, as a separate entity for the Braves. And I, I think that's it's speaking to a larger thing that we're seeing right now when it comes to the sports world. And it's about teams. It's about athletes finding the value within themselves. And I know we have some some great sports technology discussions coming down. We're going to hit a, hit this kind of sports sports talk real quick because I, I think it's something that you can't overlook and – it, it kind of swims in the depths and pops up right now in a major way when you see, you know, announcements. And this is specific when it comes to the college ranks of kids being like, I'm shutting it down. I'm more, uh, I'm collecting my bag out here. I'm leaving one school, going to another. The, the college dynamics has forever shifted to it from what we all know as the NIL and the opportunities for a lot of these kids to, to make money now. And it's trickled into the high school ranks as well. So I've recently seen a top, a top recruit shutting down, um, you know, his recruiting. I, I don't know the the fine specifics, but 
Um, I would, you know, if, if he does have an NIL bag, which you can now get in the high school air, uh, high school space as well. And then now that transitions into college. How do you see the landscape, Sterling, um, from a coach's perspective? And coaches and AD, really, how do, how do you see this landscape now with kids and um, with all of the, the influx of money that's coming in? Do you see it as honestly harmful, even though that a lot of these kids that didn't get their value worth, you know, myself included, yourself included back in the day of not being able to get your value? But are you seeing this more as a major negative for these universities? Um We'll stick on. We'll stick. We'll stick with football. Or do you see this ultimately being shifted and shaped or, or molded into a positive with the way that NIL has been introduced? So it, it's been a lot, and I know that's a, that's a big question. But uh, how are you kind of seeing it in its in this immediate moment, and then where do you see it kind of going going towards? Yeah, in this immediate moment, I, it, I think. Me with so it. Many... Be honest with us. Be honest with the people. Yeah, there's so many levels to it, and I saw a report recently where most schools now are bracing for the fact that kids are asking for money just to go on their official visit. Right. Mm. So for you to go on, you know, you only get five official visits. Right. And that right. used to be the big thing. It's like, Oh man, I got a visit at Virginia tech. I got a visit in Indiana, Indiana or whatever. Right. And now kids are like, well, for me to even entertain to coming on to your school and to get wined and dined and to see a free basketball game and to, understand what the school is about. I need money. And so the landscape is, it's wild. I think, yeah, on, on just the basic premise, I want kids to be able to maximize their athletic ability and to make money in the short yeah, time yeah. that they are able to play sports. I think yeah. that's, that's the, the start of any conversation, right? I think surrounding it, what has happened, right, is of course you're going to have some of the bad actors. If you saw um, Michigan State had to shut down kind of their NIL program that they had affiliated with for their football team. So mm -hmm. I think there's – and I, and I, you you kind of knew, right, there were going to be some swing and misses here, right? Mm -hmm. Miami's kind of had to do the same thing. They've had to kind of walk back some of the things that they were looking to do, especially some of the promises to some of the, to some of the uh, student athletes. Yeah. At the end of the day – you want to find a balance of free market, right? You want to find a balance of, okay, a kid is worth X, right? From what they, what they, their value on the field and what their value is from a social media perspective and how a brand looks at that. And a brand would like to utilize them to be, you know, to kind of push out their product or, or to have a cool partnership or whatever the case may be. That's, yeah. I think what the hope is, right? Is just, you can maximize your brand and your name. Yeah. What I think has happened is now, and again, it's it's from both sides. Is it's it's a it's a layered area of like I just need money because I'm a student athlete or I'm a five star. So like you have to pay me, right? right. It has it, it right now. It does not feel like there's any true like branding uh around it unless you're working with some of the companies that I, I think are doing a great job um you know indiana where i went is using open doors which i think has done an amazing job in the college landscape of really of structuring nil and really helping schools and student athletes navigate this space mm -hmm. another company that's kind of jumped out there is mogul which i think is doing a, a similar similarly good job right of helping 
helping kids understand what is out there for them to attach to. But yeah, I think yeah. right now we're still in this weird place where if you think you were getting to your point, right. Even, even in high school now, like Georgia just changed their laws, right. In high school, you can now be paid and it does not affect your college standing. I, I think we're in this place where like kids are finding way and that's great. Right. Make all the money you can. But there's also, I think, from just a just a natural sports perspective, we got to find a balance of like, okay, you are good. You have X amount of followers or X amount of impressions and all those type of metrics, right, behind yeah, what your social um, – your kind of your social score is. I know that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. And then now a brand wants to kind of utilize you in this way, right? Not like, hey, Georgia – for me to come be your your next tight end, I need three million dollars, right? That seems it, it's it's wild, and I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. I just think there's got to be. I feel like we got to find like a middle ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely feel you, and I, I think from one end, I'm always about the player getting getting their money, and it is the wild wild west right now. And when you're in the wild wild west, there aren't the rules and regulations really tied to being able to structure things so that you have, like you said, those protectors from those bad actors. And so on the one side of it, I feel for coaches in this moment because the the hottest coach in the country um, in prime time, Deion Sanders has made it, has shown that it's possible to take a terrible team with the right coaching staff, the right, the right modeling, the, the, the right words to your team for inspiring and you know, the right words to recruits to bring them in as well as partnering, doing NIL, I'll, I think I'll point to something here specifically. You can transform a program in six months. I don't know if you noticed, he had a walk-on doing one of the almond California, not raisins, but California almond commercial thing. A walk-on, getting getting walk-ons paid. So that is a coach that knows how to resonate with his players. And then if a recruit sees that, like, oh, I don't need to sit here, second string, only getting paid by Chevy over here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. What what do I want? What do I want this charger for? Let, let me go out though. Let me go out to Colorado and get get these real dollars. Get these real, get this get this better playing time as well. But from a coaching perspective, you're able to flip a team and be successful this quickly. I think that puts a lot of pressure on coaches nationally and ADs and being like, well, if Dion can do it, I need you to figure this out because you've had two and a half years or you've been here for three years. If you don't get it done next year you're gone. And so now I think coaches are going to be like, well, now the target's truly on my back. I'm going to have to be an a-hole to some of these players who came to, uh, you know, my came to this university, came to just, they would go with Georgia, came to Georgia because they wanted to be in Athens, loved, fell in love with Athens, wanted to go mm-hmm. to IU because they fell in love with Bloomington. And now you're telling them the kid has to go because it's either my ass and it's not going to be you because I can't technically kick you off of this team. So I'm gone. I have to look out for me and mine so that I don't have to uproot my family to relocate. So I think it's tough from that end. And then we look at the we look at the player from Florida who's now in the NFL. And you saw the way that he got duped into his NIL contract. And you come to an 18-year-old that say they didn't have the means before and you're going to throw them a $450,000 contract, $250,000 contract. But in the fine print of it, it says we're going to take whatever – percentage revenue that you get or make over your career and i think it was a wild like 15 or 18 percent something like something yeah. crazy, something crazy over yeah. over the span and it, it would have been over the, the span of his, the entirety of his career and you don't read that as a kid and you need those type of protections so i right. do think 
and I, but here's the problem. And it's like, do do you trust the NCAA to come out with something that no. would truly help the players and the universities and be mutually beneficial? Like you said, no, they won't. It's going to be something that'll cover cover their behind uh, or make them more money because somehow they'll be able to take one percent or a half a percent of everybody's deal just to have this program to be in place to make them, you know, uh, provide those protections. But I I don't know how they do that without um, leagues banding together, doing something outside of the realm of the NCAA, because I I don't personally trust them. Uh, But it is it is a crazy time frame. And I'm upset that I came eight years, 10 years too late. Yeah. To, to get in this bag money. But I, I just think it's interesting for where we're going because, you know, we're going to be talking about affiliations with, uh, you know, gambling in, in the NFL and as well as, uh, you know, AI technology and what those partners are currently doing because they have partnerships within with players from the PGA Tour. So it's like all of these partnerships are being formed and being built out there. I know it's conflict of interest when it comes to betting and, and, mm-hmm. and sports and, and, or players, but regardless but all these partnerships out here are going to be formed and it's just going to be interesting how it continues to matriculate into the in the ncaa ranks and as well high school which is great for some maybe 16 year olds 18 but also so scary in what that's going to end up being and also where you can end up having some powerhouses be built because if there's a disparity when it comes to uh the i guess the huge wealth gap in high school sports you can definitely see, and they're already having transfers going like, oh, I'm, I'm decommitting from my high school and going to this high school. Why? Because this high school puts out players. And they're going to be able to form and structure out an NIL lane to get you money in high school while they can also win these championships and bring in dollars to, these, to their schools as well. So, yeah, it is a crazy time for in right now. Crazy time. Yeah, I want to go back quickly to something you said there in terms of the school and the coaches because yeah. – yeah, there was – yeah, like you said, like we came, you know, 10, 12 years behind here, right, from an yeah. NIL perspective. Like, yeah. But I, I I have thought about that a little bit, right, because you do have kids that grow up and they're like, I want to go to Georgia. I want to go to Texas. I want to play Indiana basketball. I want to play Kentucky basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And they also want to go to that school and enjoy the three or four years that they're there to – you know, be a student and be immersed in college life and meet people and find yourself and all those type of things. And I, and, and I know it's always been a farce, right. That we care about the student athletes, but I, I, I just wonder how do we find that balance there as well? Right. Yeah. Again, I want every person that is 16 to 22 to find a way to make as much money as they can while they're, their body enables them to play sports, right? Yeah. But I also wonder about, you know, traditions in college and like just the, uh, I, I mean, I, I didn't grow up thinking I was going to go to Indiana, but now like now that I went there, I, I have this love for the school and this connection that I, you know, that I would never have otherwise. Right. Right. And that's amazing. And I feel like kids now get to the, a situation where they, and coaches to your point as well, right? Because the pressures on coaches now to utilize these collectives and NIL in a different way, we're like, yeah, maybe a kid needs to grow for a couple of years. And right. now they don't allow that kid to grow and to get stronger and to get better. And they're like, hey, we got to re- essentially replace you, right? Right. And, and I think that's just such a weird place to be in 
when you're talking about college athletics, where college should be a place where you grow, where you get better, where you find yourself, where you make these connections from a, I mean, I do a cabin every year with my teammates, right? Like you, you make these long lasting connections. And now to your point, kids are jumping from school to school on one side, right? If you, if, if an opportunity does not, uh, you know, you know, meet what you were looking for. Sure. Yeah. Right. That was always a sticking point for me. Right. Like coaches could move really quickly, but then, you know, kids were like forced to sit out a year when like, Hey, maybe that was a bad situation for you. But now to your point, kids are just chasing either a bag or like, Oh, I can go play here. Or like, they're going to give me a charger over here. Like that all sounds amazing, but man, it it is cool to have something that you truly care about. Right. In in terms of like, colleges and, and making these again I, I mean i think connections in college are so big especially because not everybody's going to go pro right so right. having that and being able to have a network and something from a business perspective moving forward is, is huge um and and i just don't know i don't know how that gets rectified in the landscape that that is now created yeah and i and i'll play devil's advocate here and i'll say the you saw the the bad blood that naturally did spark up with kids who really didn't have the full history, maybe, you know, you can talk about it the week of, but pointing to Colorado state, Colorado, because the entire nation stayed up till 2 AM to watch, to, to watch the end of that game, 2 AM Eastern time. And, but if you really look at the heart of it, CSU definitely probably had dogs on there that knew about this rivalry, the bad blood that comes with it, the history that comes with it. But then you look across the ball, Colorado, it was all, infused it was it was all injected because you're trying to hype yourself up for the week uh you know you look at from Shador you look at from Travis Hunter you know it's an inflated like I don't like you but it's really I'm just doing it you know hamming it up for the camera slightly so you're gonna lose that when especially from the rivalry standpoint that bad blood that the thing that the fans will always have because I think there's one thing that we found out this week and and at least Evan Neal found out or the from the past week uh from the New York Giants the fans will be there before you and the fans will be there after you. Yeah. So when it comes to that love and that feel, you are losing that out with a lot of these players because like you said, that I'm just like, what do I care about Indiana? I'm just, I'm just here to play, try and right. go on to the next level and get this money. I really don't care about all the other stuff that has come with this university or the history or the stuff that most people fall in love with. Like, like you said, and I, yeah, it is something that's different and we'll see how it plays out when it comes to, the college landscape. And I, I think it's, it's already, you've already seen it matriculate into the the sports world. Obviously you understand it's a business, but as we've this, in the social media era and being able to propel uh, out into the sphere of the blogosphere, the social media sphere of my feelings towards a, towards this business as an athlete, it's now truly become a business from the, from the player standpoint. So like mm-hmm. now you see that disconnect that you see with Evan Neal, where he's like, Oh, what, what is a, what, what's a hot dog and hamburger flipper going to tell me about being on the field. But it's like, no, don't, I can understand. It, it's hard being a player being chastised because yeah, with social media and everything with social media and these fans, because they put, they, that's, they put their life into the team, but you can't disrespect the, the fans who have the history about that team just because you don't feel that same thing because you're thinking I'm here just for this check and then I can be bounced by the, by this team. So why do I have to put that type of love in my heart for, for an organization when really I'm just trying to maximize my value. So it's a very weird space that we're in right now. And uh, from the high school, from high school, amateur 
all the way up to professional sports. So from the way that the teams are going to be aligned in the organizations and then obviously the love for the organization or said university um, will forever be different. So I think he, I think you made a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people are finding out like, yeah, once you start to lose the fans, you, you start to lose the money too. Right. You do. That's why the NBA put in all those rules, right? Like we, I think we've, I don't want to get too far into this, but like, Mm-hmm. LeBron is amazing for every for a lot of things he's done, especially the player movement, right? And you can see that trickle into every other sport and down through the the high school and college ranks, right? Yeah, yeah. But you also have to remember why the media deals are so big, why the jersey sales are the way they are, why the ticket sales, why there's so much money around technology and all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. The fans. Yeah. And to your point, if you start to lose that whether it's through NIL, whether it's through whatever, or because you made a dumb comment, right? You 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 put the business in a in a tough position. And again, like the NBA just saw that. That's why the NBA just changed all these rules about sitting and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. You need the fans are the reason why the media deals are so big. The fans are the reason yeah. why all these other things exist. And you can't mess up the money. Right? Yeah. And I, I do say from a fan perspective. You, you can't drop the I pay your salary. It never it never goes no. over well. It, no. It's it, it's not that's that also black not and white. True, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> right. But that's where the ownership that or the fans quote unquote feel believe they have that ownership. Like you should be you should be you should be grateful. I pay your salary out here. It's like uh, n- nobody. But I understand you're wanting that that respect and to have that understanding of the passion that I put into this team, even though I truly can't say we. I am still out here rocking day in and day day in and day uh, oh my god day in day out for y'all. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, you ain't you ain't, you ain't paying nobody salary. Yeah, don't don't, there's don't, a don't, don't, don't bring there's that type a, of ownership here. There's a player team media relationship that I yeah. think we we've we've kind of forgotten about, and, I, and I, you can feel the leagues and the organizations trying to like rein that back in yeah. so that they continue to increase you know the money, obviously. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's a good. Before we get off of college sports, I just want a little blurb. I just want a little blurb. Okay. Wait, what you want? What's what you need? Give me your state. Get uh, yeah. Give yeah. me your state of mind on where UConn football is right now. All right, I can give you a quick UConn football catch up. Um, little recap. Last week hurt. Lost to Utah State after being up seventeen points. Right now, we are we are 0-5. Are we an 0-5 team? No, we're not, but we are 0-5. You are what your record is. I get it. I, I think in Mora, we trust. I'm 100% on board with that. I, I think that he knows what he's doing, and I think he's getting the best and putting trying to put the players in the best position. Our OC's got to figure that out. Offensive coordinator for folks, uh, to the layman. Um, play calling has been a little weird. Some people don't know OC. I'm just you're people. You know, if you didn't see Sterling give me a look like I needed to explain OC out. Yes, I needed to. You never know with people. Sometimes I know it's a sports tech podcast, but still. Um, and then we just have to write the ship offensively. And uh, the Penn State transfer, Taquan Robinson, I think found his groove last week. We have a good game versus Rice coming up this week, and we should be able to flip the script. But the regression that we had after NC State was unacceptable. I don't. I don't know where that came from. We play NC State as a three-point game for most of the game. You lose by ten, and NC State is a very good team. They are top top of the top of the charts when it comes to the ACC. 
and then you regress, lose to Georgia State, lose lose some bad games, and you're like, has has this team even practiced? Has they have they even, are they using footballs out there, inflated football? Like what what are we what are we doing out here? I was really questioning. I was hurt. I was hurt last week though. Uh, I still have hope for this team. Getting to a bowl is going to be tough. Obviously, we have Tennessee on the schedule. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, in Mora, we trust, I, I believe in, I believe in him as a coach and what he's done with the staff, but I will say there is some trouble for what we just talked about when it comes to NIL, you know, we've had some starters transferring out and what you don't want to end up have happening. And it comes for all of your mid tier programs to good programs, but that aren't the great programs, your USC's, your Georgia's. Your Alabamas, Florida's of the world. I mean, Florida's actually probably in the good tier to, to have people transferring out. But using your school as a stepping stone mm-hmm. for a kid that couldn't get recruited to those bigger schools and using your program to benefit them body wise. And then obviously from an academic standpoint to get them on par to be able to go wherever they needed to go. And then now you're just like I said, that foundational base for them. They use you as a stepping stone one or two years, and then they're out. There's no way for a coach to develop cohesion in a deep enough roster, even with transfers coming in, because you still have to have a solid recruiting base uh, to, to make a successful program. That's a successful program being bowl game program, not right. just, you know, we're, we're winning three or four games out of the year. We're not a laughing stock, that type of pro. No, you, to be successful, it's, it's a bowl or bust type program. And to be able to do that, uh, it, it is making it hard with the way that things are tra- the transfer in NIL is set up at the moment. So that's that's where we're at. You know, we zero and five, but you know, one and five is on the horizon, and I will forever be blue, bleed blue. That's it. No, it's a good blur. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, it's uh, it's been tough, been tough, uh, tough sledding for you. Uh, that Georgia State game was tough, but yeah, uh, we'll hope. We'll you know, we'll see if yeah. things pick up against Rice. We will see. We will. Uh, we'll hit the sports technology stories here. Um, got a really cool one with Genius Sports here. Um, Genius Sports is the exclusive distributor of NFL official league data and live game video streams to sportsbook to sportsbooks. Uh, so that would be Caesar Sportsbook, Fanatics, and Bet Rivers, um, which launched earlier this year. Um, around the U.S. Um, so what's really cool here is they've unveil, unveiled uh, this technology, which they call Bet Vision. So Bet Vision redefines the way fans engage with their favorite sporting events, like the NFL, with integrated odds, promotions, real-time statistics, break-in-action offers, and graphic overlays. Uh, Taylor, what do you think about this one? So you're probably familiar with this if you're watching – all of the kind of augmented reality overlays, like you were just saying um, on the screen when it comes to the NFL broadcast. Um, and so now being able to kind of seamlessly bet at the same time as getting the live data, you shouldn't be losing money out here. But I, I understand the house always wins and that's why betting exists. But with the data that we have, you should be able to at least be an 80 20 person at least the 80 20 because you, you there's just too much at your disposal right now i'm 80 20 i'm talking wins the loss ratio over here that's that's what you should have that's that's what you should strive for 
because if you are a gambler out here, and I know it is it is tough for a lot of folks, you might have a gambling addiction. We are you you're bombarded all left and right, and I know it is I know it is tough because you're like, man, you know what? I can do it from my phone. I can drop an extra five dollars down. I can make this back. Let me hit this parlay. I can turn I could turn twenty into two thousand. But if you aren't studious about the game, if you aren't using everything at your disposal, you ain't really trying to win. You ain't really trying to be you ain't really trying to be top of your craft. And what this allows you to do, because it is like it goes over it goes over, um, you know, gives you provides a low latency on the bed for the streaming mm-hmm. and then goes over as an overlay. You should be able to in, in the moment and then hopefully have some back data as well. Uh, have some educated gambles out here, but how, I mean, how do you think it? What is it just going to be like? Random prop bets. Like, I know it. Like last night, it was kind of you, you. They were literally. It's kind of it's, cra- it's crazy also to see the transition that you see. So like as Justin Fields was going through the game, you kept seeing the odd shift uh, yeah. for hitting two fifty passing yards, uh, however many touchdowns, and you know the the live betting action. It's it's pretty miraculous to see. Uh, from the algorithms that you know, a lot of the companies are putting behind, you know, yeah. especially as you, will, you know, from Bet Vision. So it is, it is interesting. But um, I, I think it, it's, it's a really cool way to be uh, more efficient from a gambling perspective, from a from a gambler's perspective. Um, and I think it honestly should, you know, you know, Bet Vision is hoping with the amount of data that they're giving you that you will pump out more money. And uh, like I said, the house always wins. But this is giving you better odds um you know hopefully like they say in the hunger games in your favor forever may the odds forever be in your favor yeah did you see the boy math like con like content on twitter and instagram over the last week or two weeks or whatever of course i did boy math girl math yeah there was one atlanta atlanta math waffle house math there was one that i think hit everybody to your point about you should be a better better using this type of technology Mm-hmm. But one of the boy math tweets was boy math is spending a hundred dollars on FanDuel and winning zero, which I think hit a lot of people in a, in a, in a tough spot yeah. <laughs> with I this. Like I, I'm with you. I think the really cool thing that they have here, right. Is the integration to your point, like you're sitting there, you got a live game. You're going to get this kind of augmented reality um, overlay of different odds different prop bets, different, you know, betting experiences that you can have. Uh, it's really tailored to you as well, which I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you're going to have like a, the chance to have an in-game bet, right. Or an on-screen offer during the break in action. And to your point, I think Amazon does a really cool job of this as well. If you're watching, I, I mean, I, I, I love Herb Street, man. I like he's gotten a little, interesting on game day because of someone's uh, addition you feel like he's gotten too big for his britches out here let me put it that way right yeah well, I, I think i think he's trying to match the energy of of a, the new person on on game day right so you're so, saying he's got a little too much dip on his chip that's that's all i'm saying but he <laughs> he and al michaels are, are just a terrible listen but if you put the amazon like you know uh, their analytics. Um, yeah, next gen stats, whatever, all the, whatever yeah, that. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call that. I think that's awesome. Next gen stream. I think. Yeah, their next gen stream. Then you then you add something like this in, right? Which you know will be on your phone or your tablet. I mean, now to your point, as you're watching the game, if you want to sprinkle a little something, to your point, they were 
they were showing you the live lines last night with Amazon, which is kind of cool, right? They're showing you, hey, well, this third down conversion work. Uh, it'll show show you when you're in the red zone. And, hey, 80% of the time, you should go for this. If they don't get on third down, go for this on fourth down, which then could be like a live bet for you, right? Like they should go for the fourth down. They'll get it on fourth down, whatever, right? Um, so, yeah, I think this is really cool from Genius Sports to uh, to really to, to, to bring you a new way for you to understand some of the analytics from a betting perspective, but also the ability to now do that in game uh, with this new technology. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So please to all my people, if you, if you're just constantly losing money, like Sterling pointed out from, from the boy math, you might need to give it up, but this is allowing you at least to put down an educated bet. You're an educated guess. That's all it is at the end of the day, because you can't control what happens out on the field, out on the pitch, out on the court, out on the ice. But at least you have the data to back up, because I will say there's one thing that does not lie, and that is numbers. That is averages. Does not lie. I think Lil Wayne said that at one point. Sterling was a .067% hitter. I, I never hit that. I never hit that. My man's was batting under a hundred. That was I. I, I there was no, a time I, I think freshman year I was where I was under hundred. Actually, I was just joking. Wait, you were telling on yourself now? I was. I was completely joking. I mean, I think I finished the year at I like a strike nerve. I was gonna say you were like a three hundred two. You were like a two sixty seven hitter. I I became a three hundred hitter, but yeah, I, I um, I was I was I don't maybe I don't know it was below below 100 but yeah i mean i i just i had a weird i went like one for 25 freshman year uh at one point i just like was struggling but i mean i finished at 225 i was able to bring it up listen ladies and gentlemen this is the only podcast where you're going to get honesty like that i i didn't i didn't even know that one i was expecting sterling to just be just refuted and come out and be like hell no that wasn't me but you you get true this is why if you don't listen to us on a regular you need to because there's nothing but honesty that you're gonna get from this crew Yes, that's what sure. we do. Transparency and honesty. Honest journalism is what we do out here. But I, I truly didn't expect you to actually. Um, journalism is a, a strong word there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. freshman you year, know, you, you struggle know. trying to find, you know, I said I've used find yourself a few times. Uh, you're going through it. You're struggling a little bit. You know, I respect that, Sterling. Thank, thank you for sharing. You, you're welcome. You're welcome. Appreciate your candor. Yeah. Well, try to. Our second sports technology story uh, surrounds Whoop, which we've talked about a couple times on this pod. They have a really cool integration with OpenAI, which we'll get to in a second. I want to make sure for those who do not know. Um, so Whoop is a design of the world's leading human performance experts and used by elite athletes, doctors, and more. It's professional-grade technology uh, designed for every day and for everyone, no matter where you are in your health journey. Uh, so it monitors your sleep, your strain, recovery, and health with the most advanced fitness and health wearable that is available in the marketplace today. And it really helps you to really understand your data, and it is, of course, data-driven. So what they've launched is a Whoop Coach. So utilizing open AI's technology, Whoop Coach generates highly individualized conversational responses to your health, fitness, and wellness questions all within seconds. So they've really designed this open AI personalized health coach for you 
using uh, proprietary Whoop algorithms and a custom-built machine learning model uh, to really understand the latest in performance and in science. What do you think about this, Taylor? Open AI is kind of taking over the game right now. Uh, I know they're they're trying to go in with a, their own chipset, I believe, as well, um, which is jumping into the the AI space at, at at a much deeper level than what people I think expected. Uh, but having the partnerships that they're able to um, you know join up with and integrate into to their technology platforms, I think this is you know the an inevitable step when it comes to health and well being. Um, my first reaction is, are people actually going to listen to the AI that they're giving back as their AI, you know, kind of trainer because people don't listen to the trainers already. You know, it's, it's more of a, I think it makes it more of an easy way for you to just skirt by doing what you really need to do. Cause it's not somebody really holding you accountable, but that's just, that's just, you know, me, because what this allows you to do, which I think is a cool thing when it comes to whoop is being like, Hey, can you write me out a, a training uh, regimen um, to, or, you know, I'm trying to train for, a, two, a, a 5k can you write out that program for me but you know what will it do to hold you accountable that standpoint is something that i, I think about because i think accountability is really big especially when it comes to this space um but i think an easy one to kind of relate to for people is you know how can i get a better sleeping regimen um because then that can kind of take away from you having to go to see like a specialist to learn how to sleep maybe i i don't know it could supplement being you know having to spend x amount of dollars for something that you might try and solve uh externally now you can do it with this data um all for the low low without having to go through your insurance because you know insurance insurance never has you covered um that's another that's another topic for another day but i i think it's i think it's pretty cool and obviously it's something that it 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 from a data protection standpoint, just so people know your privacy is protected and um, the conversations that you do have with the AI engine um, aren't accessible, readily accessible, I, I believe is what how they how they put it, um, by by Whoop. It is all proprietary or, or, or all sealed as uh, PI data um, to said consumer. So you don't have to worry about, you know, maybe you know intimate things you might want to look to improve on don't know what that would mean but yeah you do have that privacy protection there so i think that is a major thing because i think data privacy and protection is the the honestly the biggest battle that you see um that we'll probably be facing in the next from now through the next what 10 15 years because yeah. you know like hackers ransomware is always going to be three years ahead of the you know security that you have built into a lot of these platforms. So just for people's peace of mind, you do get that if that was a question that popped up. But I, I do think this is a, a, a cool evolution for the Whoop coach um, to allow it to analyze and, and put together kind of a program uh, for you, for your fitness goals and, and uh, plans and nutrition and workout and stuff. What are your, what are your thoughts yeah. on it? Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think the, the cool thing here, read this blurb. I mean, so the, the Whoop – coach is going to, it's going to be based on your body and your goals, right? So providing you individualized advice, insights, and workout recommendations. So kind of to Taylor's point earlier, right? Like sitting there thinking through like, what should I do with X? If I, should I, if I'm taking this type of supplement, should I do this type of workout? Those type of questions, right? That, that pop into your brain when you're, you know, you're, you're trying to get your body better or find a, a better way to, to look at your body. Um, and so I think that's the super cool. I also think nutrition coaching and some of the fitness plans, again, kind of thinking through like, Hey, like, all right, I want to 
improve my long distance running. I want to improve my ability to do squats or whatever the case may be right now. You're able to kind of utilize this whoop coach and it's going to give you those type of insights. So, um, and then, of course, because of the machine learning, because of it using the the GPT-4, it's going to learn over time, right, of, of who you are, what you are, what's good for you, what's not good for you. Obviously, the changes uh, that are going on in the market surrounding different, um, you know, nutrition, different uh, relations for you, and then be able uh, to give you real-time advice and insights, which is, is really cool. It's something I think everybody needs, right? I think that's the thing. I, I always talk about this. Um, when I'm around, you know, people in the, in the health, like, you know, sector or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, people are always afraid to go to the doctor, right? You're afraid of like asking questions around that. Or you go to WebMD and that it doesn't always go like do thing. WebMD think, will tell you that you're dying when you study. Right. And I think a lot of times if people just understood more about what they are doing, what's affecting them, what's not affecting them, what's probably good for them, what's not good for them. Right. Now you're you're really like taking your health into control, especially if you want to, you know, if you're a former athlete or you want to be more into, you know, running or whatever the case may be. I think this is an amazing advancement and something to your point, super cool from a, that whoop is done. And now you're, you're able to use this, utilize this through the membership that you um, that you have with them. We'll close it up here. Funding rounds. Uh, just got two here for today. Uh, Teach me. Dot two a platform that connects coaches to players raised two million dollars and Neurotrainer, which combines neuroscience and VR to help with cognitive training of athletes. I think we're going to see more of these type of companies and in, in these type of funding rounds. We'll get to VR uh, in, a, in a later pod as well, uh, but they raise $1.5 million. So that's the pod for us today. Good to be back. Good to be back talking sports and sports technology. So continue to rate, subscribe, and like. Um, we'll see you in the next edition of See Talking Atlanta.